welcome back to The Hill Talks. I'm Olivia Green, your host and multimedia editor of The Hilltop, back with another news roundup. Today, we'll learn a little bit about rapper Young Thug and his RICO trial, and I'll give you all a Bison Sports roundup. But first, we're going to hear about the $90 million contract that the Department of Defense just gave to Howard. All right, let's get into it. Defense gave Howard University a $90 million contract this week to start what will be the very first HBCU-led university-affiliated research center. Our campus editor, J.D. Jean-Jacques, wrote about it for The Hilltop, and he's here with me to tell us a little bit more about what this means. J.D., thanks for being here. Thank you, Olivia. It's good to be back. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what becoming a university-affiliated research center is going to mean to Howard. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of people are a little bit confused with what that term actually means. Um, but what it means is that there are universities that partner with um, the Pentagon to do research um, for the military. So I think uh, now after Howard established its own um, UARC, which is an acronym, um, uh, there are 15 in the United States. And so Howard is the 15th one, and this UARC is sponsored by uh, the Department of the Air Force. So it's basically, you know, professors um, doing research with um, officials from the Pentagon for military purposes. Can you clarify a little bit about what kinds of, what kind of research exactly is going to be done? Um, yeah. It's from the Air Force, military research, but are there any specifics that we know? Yeah, so the, the UARC um, that Howard will lead um, will primarily conduct research on tactical autonomy. And that's kind of a military term, which basically um, means that this is technology that, that has to do with AI, um, with automation, and it'll basically allow for the military personnel to have less friction in military operations. So it's very technologically um, focus, and the term for it is tactical, tactical autonomy. So with this being the first ever HBCU partnership, um, I'm wondering if there was any information about why exactly Howard was chosen and why um, the Department of Defense wanted to choose an HBCU for this one. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think to answer the latter part of it, um, there are there's a statistic that says that the the Department of Defense um, gives less than 0.5 percent of funding to HBCUs of research funding, and when they put together this announcement of a UARC last year, June of 20, June 28th of last year, um, they knew that they wanted to partner with an HBCU to kind of increase that number, and so the process was basically a series of proposals. Um, from HBCUs, I remember spoke, speaking with the chief scientist of the Air Force, and she said that there were four proposals. And among those four, Howard's um, proposal stood out the most for several reasons. And one specifically was that they were committed to hiring um, you know, faculty and hiring people to help conduct this research. So um, that, that was the reason why Howard was chosen, and I think they were all grateful for it. So in um, the piece online, um, you had a section that mentioned how this could affect, like, Howard as a research institution from being moved yeah. from R2 to R1. Can you talk a little bit more about what that is, 
what that will look like and, and what that will mean to the university and its students. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so the R2-R1 classification, um, that's basically a status that certain universities have that basically indicate how much research it's doing, how much money it's allocating towards research, how many resources um, you know, that university has for research. Um, and so, you know, Frederick's, one of the things that he said in his speech was that this partnership with the Pentagon would allow Howard to take a step forward to reaching R1 um, classification as opposed to R2. And some of the benefits of an R1 classification are, you know, you put yourself in a position to attract more distinguished, distinguished professors, um, you know, more attraction from students, as well as funding opportunities and just general opportunities to research and having you know the the capital to do that. And so this is a big step for Howard. There are currently no R1 classified HBCUs and this definitely puts Howard on the path to becoming the first. And how long is this contract expected to go on? Yeah. So the contract the 90 million um so it's a 90 million dollar contract. That's the limit of money that the the, the defense can allocate towards um Howard and the UR and they expect to be they expect to give Howard 12 million per year over the course of 5 years which is about 60 million um but there's room for 30 million to work so so the period is 5 years and at the end of 5 years Howard has the opportunity to um recertify its UARC and get additional funding so another 90 million i would assume so it's periods of 5 years um yeah you mentioned um, a little bit about what President Frederick had to say about like what this means to the university, but yeah. I'm curious um, about anything else that he said in the announcement that stood out, especially because he's in the process of transitioning, you know, yeah. from Howard. That's a great question. And um, one of the quotes that stood out to me the most, I actually, it's in the article. Um, he says, quote, this one certainly is one of the few things that represent a shining moment in my time here at Howard. Um, and when he said that, you do, you know, um, supplement it with, with the understanding that he's heading out, that he's about to leave. And the understanding that he's, you know, he's a, a STEM kind of person. He's a neurosurgeon. And so the combination of those two factors, it really made you feel like, wow, this is something that Maybe he's working toward, he's been working towards for a long time, that hits personal, that hits close to home for him. And for him to be able to um, secure this partnership before he leaves, um, that's something that that really stood out to me. And and I think, you know, it's, it's you kind of feel like, you kind of feel good for him a little bit um, because of, of how hard he's probably worked for, for research, you know, opportunity like this. Yeah. And I'm curious, were you able to speak to any current students about the partnership and learn a little bit more about what the perception is from the student body? Yeah, I've spoken to several students and there's definitely a mix of reaction to this partnership. Um, you know, some are supportive, some think this is a great step for Howard in terms of its research capacity and capabilities, um, but others kind of point to maybe how might Howard be complicit with U.S. war policy by partnering with the Pentagon in its research? And so there's definitely a mix. Um, I think both are pretty split, as at least what I've gathered. And, you know, we've been talking, myself and my editor chief, Jasper Smith, we've been talking about it, what, what might the follow-up stories to this story look like? What are the student reactions? What are the faculty reactions to this? 
and how how valid are they and how how I how might we be able to tell those stories so there's definitely a mix of perception um, and hopefully we'll do our best to kind of share it and, and tell it to the community yeah that's definitely like an interesting I think juxtaposition to look at so I look yeah. forward to seeing and hearing about more coverage for that um, those are basically all of my questions, but I always like mm-hmm. to ask, you know, if there's something about this story that you think is particularly important for people to know, you know, maybe before they read it, um, or that we haven't discussed here, what would it be? You know, I think, I think that um, Howard, I, I think just considering the historic nature of this partnership, like I mentioned, there's only 14 other UARCs in the country. And Howard wasn't selected. This wasn't necessarily a diversity initiative. This is real research that Howard is doing and real research, real partnership with the the Air Force. And so just the historic nature of this, and obviously, like I said, there's two sides to it, Um, but ultimately I think Howard will get a lot from this. Um, And, you know, I think think there's, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of things to consider in terms of how might Howard advance itself and advance its capabilities. And this is just one of the ways that it's doing that. So, um, but I would also say Howard has been doing research for years and years and years. I mean, the amount of alumni who graduated, who's contributed to STEM fields and discoveries. Um, And, you know, one of the things Frederick mentioned is that this is just continued momentum for Howard. This is nothing new. This is just, you know, part of the plan. So um, there's a lot of different facets to it, but, Ultimately, in my opinion, I think this is something that is definitely, you know, a historic kind of event. Thank you. Um, yeah. And to read the rest of the story, find it online at thehilltoponline.com. It will be linked below. Again, thank you, JD, for joining me. Great. Thanks, Olivia. Jury selection wrapped up last Friday on January 20th in rapper Young Thug's Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations, or RICO, trial. Essence Wiley reported for The Hilltop that Young Thug is among 28 people named in an indictment that alleges defendants committed 56 crimes under the guise of a local street gang, Young Slime Life, or YSL. Thug and those 27 others were arrested back in May of 2022, and prosecutors have framed him as King Slime, alleging that he led YSL gang members to commit violent crimes. While the artist's criminal history is controversial, Thug's impact on music, fashion, and culture is also undeniable. Read the whole piece about the trial and Thug's influence to hear what Howard students think about this very high-profile case, but an integral part of it is the use of incriminating song lyrics as evidence. Prosecutors alleged that YSL not only committed crimes, but used their music, social media platform, clothing, and merchandise to promote them, so this decision may set a precedent moving forward. Like always, the full story will be linked below. Make sure to check it out. Bison basketball is in full swing right now with seven wins for the women's team and 12 for the men. Both won against Coppin State on Monday, with the men's final score being 90-76 to and the women's final score being 62-58. to Now both teams are playing North Carolina Central tomorrow on January 28th and South Carolina State on Monday. Good luck on the court, Bison, and all the best this season. 
And that is all from me, Bison. Thanks for listening to the Hill Talks podcast, your weekly roundup, Sincerely the Hilltop. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to everything that we talked about today. And I wish you all a great rest of the semester. Until next time, I'm Olivia Green in truth and service.